0: What is up? How are you doing today? I hope you're doing terrible because I love that. I love watching people suffer. That's just the type of person that I am. And it is a very bright and sunny day today, which means I am in a horrible mood. Um, I always love starting this podcast out with like a really low note to set people's expectations really low because... That's what you learn, you know? When someone's expectations are high, and you do slightly worse than their expectations, they're gonna be like, wow, you fucking suck. But when you place their expectations so low, they're down in the fucking Marianas Trench in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, you could even, you could do a quality of work that's like not even above water, like you're still on the continental shelf, but... In relative terms to the Marianas Trench, you're doing better. So people are like, "Okay, he's trying his best. We're not going to hate him for that." Um, but that's the thing: if you set your expectations at Mount Everest and de- uh, and you deliver K two, no one's gonna like that. But if you set uh, you put those expectations down at Marianas Trench and like I don't know, raise them up to fucking Amsterdam sea level they're gonna be like oh my god this is amazing i definitely did not think you were capable of doing something like that so yeah i love setting people's expectations really fucking low because i am afraid of people not liking me i'm afraid of failure so i don't need to do well i just need other people to think i did well now, this kind of segues into today's topic, kind of not, because in competitive sports, you don't, it's kind of different, because I'm not of the world of competitive sports, I can't do sports, I I run a lap around the gym and I'm already tired and I'm winded and I'm having an asthma attack, I lift like one five pound weight and my arm falls off with it. I have the constitution of a sickly Victorian child. Um, I have the constitution of, quite frankly, like a mayfly. A mayfly has more physical prowess than I do and mayflies lifespans as adults is one day they fuck and they die they don't even have digestive systems mayflies are one of the only animals what and one of the only insects out there that have straight-up nothing no mouth nothing to digest the food that ingests because there's no point to eat it gets out of the water it fucks and it dies that's it that's the life of a mayfly I don't want to be a mayfly because I like eating, and not eating during your adult life is kind of a curse. Um, I don't mind dying in one day. If you give me one day to live but I'm allowed to eat as much as I want, <laughs> I'm golden. Give me two bags of Cheetos, seven bags of Doritos, and like, I don't know, a slice of ice cream cake, I'm good. That's all I need for the day. But mayflies, you know, they they're weak. And I'm even weaker than them. That's all I'm trying to say. And because I am very weak, I don't really engage in the world of sports. I engage in the world of reality TV. And in reality TV, you don't actually need to do well. Let's say it's a reality TV competition. Like, I don't know, it's Skin Wars or fucking Survivor or whatever. You don't need to be good. You just need the people around you to like you enough that you don't get voted off or eliminated or killed or assassinated. I don't know how Survivor works or whatever, but you don't need to do well. For example, let's take... Let's take, um... Oh, Flavor of Love. Okay? Season 1 of Flavor of Love. The people who are entertaining are the people who make it to the top. Tiffany Pollard, let's be honest, like... She wouldn't have been an amazing wife to Flavor Flav because Flavor Flav is actually just looking for a fuck doll with no um, in- intellect, nothing, just just an airhead. Just, just a trashy Paris Hilton. Like, take Paris Hilton and make her even trashier. That's what Flavor Flav was looking for. But even though Tiffany Pollard wasn't the best at being a trashy airhead, Because she was entertaining and she was good TV and people liked her and you you watch her. We don't watch the show for Flava Flav, we watch it for Tiffany Pollard. It's It doesn't matter, just be a fan favorite. That's all I'm trying to say. So you don't need to be the best to be able to succeed in reality TV. But in sports, you sorta kinda have to be the best, or like. You can be the second best and then have the first place person get um, kicked out for doping charges, and therefore you become the best because the number one guy eliminated. You don't need to do the best. You just have to be the best who didn't do drugs. That's sports. Or you can be like, uh, I don't know, fucking Tiger Woods or something. And Golf isn't a sport. Golf isn't a fucking sport. I... Golf is a bunch of rich people trying to put a ball into a hole because they themselves can't put their balls in the holes they want. So, um, you know, they got to improvise a little bit. Um, although, I don't know why uh, I I don't like golf because I literally get to swing and hit at white balls. And I enjoy that very much. It is one of my pastimes. I I'd rank it number like three right below... Like, sewing would be my number one favorite activity. My number two favorite activity is making fun of children online. And I guess number three would be golf. But unfortunately, I don't like it because of the people I have to play it against. No golf for me. It's not a sport. Not valid. I don't care. I'd rather play chess. And I hate chess. So, in sports, you kind of have to be the best without having done drugs, or else you'll get kicked out. Actually, it happens a lot more often than you'd think. Um, here, let's take the example of the topic of today, which is going to be the Olympics. The Olympics, a lot of times what happens is person will win, you know, the gold medal, and then a few weeks or days later, their urine samples come back, and lo and behold, oh no, you've been taking, uh... Gorilla testosterone, oh no, you can't win anymore. And then the ranking shifts up. So then the person who had the silver medal gets first, and then bronze gets second, and then, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that's usually for, like, your track and field sports and whatever. Let's say the person who ran the fourth fastest time will become the bronze medalist, let's say. But then I was thinking a little bit more, and I was like, wait, but what happens in sports where... It's not continuous, where one person beats another, and you just get eliminated. Um, for example, um, in games like fencing or table tennis, it's either you win or you lose, and then when you lose, you don't keep playing; you get eliminated. So, yeah, if we're at the uh, at the semifinals, and you know, uh, we get first, second, third, and fourth great. If the first person gets uh, dropped because of doping, then we get a new first, second, and third. But then we don't have a fourth anymore because that person's eliminated. Or, like, how do we say this? Everyone who lost in the quarterfinals already got eliminated at the same time. They don't play against each other, so they can't play against each other to find out who's gonna be fifth, who's gonna be sixth, who's gonna be seventh, who's gonna be eighth. So, the ranking is kind of like fucked you know because we don't keep playing and it's even more frustrating because you can't replay it because technically if you want a person who comes in fourth like okay let's say number one got eliminated off of doping charges then it's we can't really reverse it and make it as if that team didn't exist anymore because then you'd have to Replay all those matches to fight a new top four to fight for first, second, third, and fourth, because now we only have three like teams and we can't play three teams or three like individuals in a semifinals. You need four people, so how would we be able to pick a fourth person to you know replay that? I don't know. It's really fucking complicated. I can't explain it really well, but just don't do drugs because when you do drugs as an athlete you are not only ruining your own opportunities but you're ruining someone else's opportunities and that's just not fair that's not cute that's not that's not what that's not i don't stand that behavior don't do that it's that's category one will send you straight to hell type of behavior don't do it if Maria Sharapova, the tennis player, is listening to me right now, please stop doping. It's not fair for yourself and it's not fair for other people. You can beat Serena Williams fair and square. But let's be honest, you can't beat Serena Williams. She's just simply better than you are. I'm sorry, but stand Serena Williams. And stand Venus Williams. The Williams sisters, stand them. Don't stand Mar- Maria Sharapova. At a certain time, I was like, oh my god, uh, she's a really good female athlete. But then I found out that she was like taken hella drugs, and I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe I shouldn't support that behavior. Let's shift our um, support back to the Williams sisters, because they are the GOATs, the greatest of all tennis. See, you thought I was going to say greatest of all time, but nah, 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 nah. I'm going to say greatest of all tennis. I am so smart. I'm so clever. But yes, today's episode is going to be about the Olympics, because... We are in the year 2020, and we unfortunately are... Well, fortunately or unfortunately, whether you like or dislike the Olympics, um, you will not get one this year because of the COVID-19 pandemic. (laughs) Haha, so funny. Um, And we were supposed to have the Olympics in 2020, Summer Olympics, in Tokyo, in Japan. Um, But it got postponed to 2021 because, um, you know we're not trying to get everyone sick now the first thing i thought was well what if the pandemic lasts into 2021 like i don't want that to happen but are we gonna get two olympics in 2022 like the winter and the summer olympics or are we just gonna like cancel the olympics because it's not the first time we've canceled olympics i think we canceled olympics like one time during world war ii we were just like see we're fighting against each other there's no time for us to go run circles around the track and no time to play soccer against our mortal enemies um so we did not get a competitive sporting olympics event in uh during world war ii so i guess it would end up canceling this year's olympics which kind of sucks because all the infrastructure was built and ready and everything for the olympics and then Maybe they'll get the bid. Well, that's the problem. I don't think they can get the bid for the next Olympics, like 2024, because another country already won the bid for that. I'm not sure which one. Let me check. Hold on. Um, 2024 Olympics are gonna be in... Uh... Who is hosting the 24- 24 Olympics? Paris? The fuck? Why? Paris is a shithole. Yeah, Paris. The hell? Why? Pourquoi? I don't get it. Paris is a nasty city. Y'all probably who haven't been to Paris probably think, like, "Oh my God, it's romantic! Oh my God, we can go to the Eiffel Tower and we can go to the Arc de Triomphe and we can go to the Champs Elysees and we can go to the Louvre and see the Mona Lisa, which is a lot smaller than you think it is. Like you think the Mona Lisa is this huge ass portrait? No, no, no. It's the size of like a large p- painting." I'm not able to do comparisons. My brain is not working right now. What is the size of Melissa about? It's about the size of a... A surfboard. But, like, ha- like the the width of a surfboard. And, like, the length of s- nine hot dogs. I don't know. Something like that. It's not that big. That's all I want to say. So, people are usually... that. It's a common running theme in Paris, where people expect grand things they get there and they're like wow this is shit or because their expectations were put so high up um same concept if you set the expectations at mount everest and deliver k2 everyone's gonna hate you and that's paris because you're like oh my god it's a city of lights it's a city of love it is so romantic and so pretty and so cultured and then you take a step on their subway system, and it smells like 50 years of coagulated piss on the floor. Um, and then if you're a person of color, you will instantly get a hate crime committed towards you. And then a pigeon is going to roll up to you and give you the middle finger. Paris is not as good as people think it is. It's no- I wouldn't even put it in my top 50 cities that I know... And I think I know like 40 cities. So it's not even in the ranking. It doesn't exist. But yeah, Paris, why are they hosting the Olympics there? No one wants to go to Paris. or People want to go to Paris and then they get there and then they realize it's a shithole and never want to return. There's other cities in France you can visit that would be better. Bordeaux, Nice, Marseille, Nantes, Lyon, whatever. Visit anything except for Paris. Paris is disgusting. End of story. All I want to say. Uh, but yeah, don't know if the Olympics are gonna. I guess Tokyo would maybe get the 2028 bid, but now we're looking too far into the future. So would Tokyo have to just completely abandon their Olympics? Are we gonna hold the 2020 Olympics in 2052? Who knows? But that's just the reality of the situation. The Japanese Olympics are not gonna happen in 2020. They're pro- they might not even happen in 2021. We will never know what's going to happen. Um, so I thought that since we're not going to get the Olympics this year, I might as well make an episode about it so we can, you know, reminisce about the previous Olympics we've had and maybe think about the Olympics we're going to have in the future. Um, you know, if we look really far into the future, we're probably going to have to have some modified sports because... You guys may not exactly know the logistics of this, but uh, every few years, some sports are added to the Olympics, some sports are removed. Like, I remember uh, the London Olympics didn't have baseball and softball, and there was baseball and softball before that. Um, And then they tried to reintroduce it. They added rugby sevens at the 2016 Olympics, which is just rugby, but, you know, sevens. Um, Things come and go. And some sports, I think, are going to become obsolete because, with the changing political climate, the changing ecology of the world, the change, you know, with climate change, some sports may not be relevant anymore. Like, we might as well just cancel all of the Winter Olympics and with the ice melting, it becomes water so it can become the Aquatic Olympics where all the aquatic events will be held instead of the Winter Olympics. I don't know. And. You know, synchronized swimming, your synchronized diving, regular diving, your 100 meter freestyle, water polo, all that shit's gonna get moved there. And maybe we'll add a few more there, I don't know, like competitive water slide races, or um, how long can you stay underwater without your skin getting all wrinkly. Just just some really competitive high caliber sports that everyone uh, well, not everyone can compete in it, and only people who have mastered the sport can compete in it. Um, so what else what other aquatic sports can we have? Um, I feel like underwater golf could be a thing. I don't know. Underwater gymnastics, it's kind of like synchronized swimming, but like you're doing your underwater tumbles. I don't That may not work because you know, physics are a thing. But let's just ignore the fact that physics exists and just come up with our own types of sports, you know. Maybe we could have a sport like underwater cycling. They could make bicycles that are a little bit like weighed down, so you have to cycle under the water. So not only do you have to hold your breath, but you also need to be able to, you know, exert the force against the resistance of the water. And I don't know because the Winter Olympics, uh, it just isn't gonna work. Like Sochi. In twenty fourteen. Yeah, it's in Russia and everyone's like, Oh my god, Russia's so cold, there's snow, there's ice. But Sochi is at the same latitude as like Romania and wait, no, that's not like northern Romania or like Central Europe. It doesn't actually get that much snow, and there's not really that many, like, huge mountains right next to Sochi. You have to travel quite a bit. So they actually had to make artificial snow for all of the winter olympics and that happened in sochi imagine being a russian citizen first of all you can't imagine it it's absolute torture but imagine being a russian citizen and hearing that russia had to import and artificially make snow for the winter olympics Doesn't that make you think, Russia, why can't you fund education a bit more? Why can't you fund, you know, medical services a bit more? Why do you have to not fund all these amazing services for a community, and instead you decided to hold the Olympics in fucking Sochi? Why? It's like holding... It's like holding the Summer Olympics in Antarctica. It's like holding the FIFA World Cup underwater. It doesn't make sense. Or like, if let's say nepal was hosting the olympics but like swimming was on a slope because it's in the mountains and they could only there was no flat land to build the swimming pool on and they had to build it on the side of a mountain now all the water is you know rushing out of your swimming pool you have to continuously fill it in it doesn't make sense make the olympics in places that make sense please don't do beach volleyball in a landlocked country I don't care if they can import sand and make their own little sandbox there. It's not beach volleyball. That becomes desert uh, volleyball. That's not even desert volleyball. That's sandbox volleyball. Playing in a sandbox. That's what it is. Go on a fucking beach. Please. Um, But yeah, Sochi in general was like a really shitty Olympics. I mean, not compounded with, you know, the horrific human rights abuses that Russia perpetuates and the fact that Sochi didn't have clean water for their athletes and the hotel rooms oh, oh boy I saw some pictures of the Olympic village and I've seen 2 star hotels in the Caribbean look nicer than the accommodations they had I know that Russia's no longer communist but that infrastructure was hella communist You look at it and like the carpets the color of cat puke the bed looks like it's infested with bed bugs you get one pillow and it's probably full of chemicals you walk into the hallway everything's moldy why why did russia have the olympics in fucking sochi even if they wanted to like because sochi is technically a resort town because it has a beach and everything and first of all if the place is a summer resort and has a beach don't hold the fucking Winter Olympics there. Would I hold the Winter Olympics in Rio de Janeiro? Would I hold the Olympics in Cancun? Would I hold the Winter Olympics in, I don't know, uh, fucking Bergen, Norway? No I would not. Wait, I would. That one didn't make sense. Norway actually would be a good idea for the Winter Olympics. Okay, would I hold the Winter Olympics in Tenerife? No I would not. It just doesn't make sense. But that's what Russia decided to do, we don't know why, and supposedly they wanted to have it there because it would increase tourism to Sochi, I don't know. But who the fuck is going to Sochi on vacation? For a plane ticket from anywhere in the world that takes you all the way to Sochi, can't you go to somewhere else that's right next to it that's nicer? You know, Romania and Bulgaria have way nicer beaches and a way nicer climate and a way nicer government. You can go to Turkey. You can go to Greece. There's a bunch of countries in that area that you can go on vacation to. Why would you fucking go to Sochi? Oh my god. It just doesn't make sense. That's why, to me, Sochi was the worst Olympics in recent times. It was just trash. Even, actually, no. Okay, Olympics-wise, it was the worst. But it's not the worst in general, if I want to say that there was a worst Olympics in general, it was the 2016 Rio Summer Olympics. Because, yes, it was the first Olympics to be held in a South American country. Yes, it's the first one to be held in the Southern Hemisphere since the year 2000. I think it was in like Sydney or Melbourne or something like that. But that city was not fit to have Olympics inside of them. It At this point in time, uh, Brazilian politics were extremely unstable. There was a huge corruption crisis um, involving their um, uh, Petrobras, I think, is the um, petroleum company, and Dilma Rousseff, their ex head of state. Um, Huge corruption scandal, and then they had to like put in the vice president or whatever, vice prime minister. I don't fucking know. Politics are not my thing, there's a reason I'm not studying poli-sci, but they had to put an interim leader there, and like, it just didn't feel like a very appropriate time to hold the Olympics, Uh, and that's amid also huge inflation that happened in the country, and a bunch of human rights abuses as well, because Brazil... I mean, I'm looking now, and I'm like, oh boy, Brazil, please get your shit together. You cannot be the largest country in South America and be that unbalanced. Get your shit together. And then there's the fact that there was no infrastructure present there to begin with. They had to build the stadiums. They had to build all the soccer stadiums, build all of the swimming pools. They had to build the entire Olympic Village all over again. And they built this in a city that is financially suffering and is just full of the favelas, you know, all the slums and whatnot. And you're going to invest, what was it, $30 billion to build something that will last two, three weeks when your entire country is stumbling and tumbling down into a wormhole. I mean, not the entire country, the rich were probably just fine. But I'm talking about the people who are living in the slums, the people who are in the lower middle class, you know, struggling to, you know, be able to survive and afford the necessities. You're going to dump all your money into an event that, first of all, is only going to bring you tourists for two to three weeks. And even then, that's only dependent on how many flights can make it to Rio. Not everyone can afford to fly there. You're not London. London, in the UK in 2012, had so many routes, like aerial routes, from everywhere across the world. And the flights were cheap, too, because it's close to so many transportation hubs. Rio is in the Southern Hemisphere, which means it's very far away from major transportation hubs. And it's also in a more isolated place of the world. Because it is, you know, completely surrounded by, you know, just ocean so it's hard to reach there or it's harder for more people to reach there so you're not going to get as many tourists as you want for the olympics that's another thing that didn't make sense if you're going to hold the olympics in south america pick a country that can actually afford to do this and a country who can actually benefit from it or even better have a few select cities build all this infrastructure And then host the Olympics like every 20 years or something like that. So that it rotates everywhere around the world. So it goes to like, I don't know, uh, uh, London, um, Beijing, Sydney, um, Mexico City, and like Atlanta. And it just moves around those five whatever or have one... Yeah, no, that's all I was trying to say. Just don't force countries who cannot afford something. Because the people who decide whether or not the Olympics are going to be in the country is not the citizens. The citizens don't get to vote on that. That's the government trying to pull a publicity stunt. Like, the FIFA World Cup should have never been held in South Africa because they just could not afford it at that time. Go through a water crisis, you know? And... FIFA is a whole other can of worms. It's it's so corrupt. If it's from Switzerland, it's going to be corrupt. But the Olympics should be held in places they can afford to. Which is why I'm happy that they were in Tokyo for 2020. Because I'm like, okay, Tokyo can afford it. They probably already have some basic infrastructure there. Um, it is easily accessible compared to Rio. Because the you know there's a lot more airlines that fly there. And it's closer to a lot of Asia, where a lot of tourists can visit. Um, it's just... Rio did not make sense. And there was the fact that the, pool, the swimming pool for the diving events and the swimming events um, was slowly becoming green over the course of the Olympics because algae was growing in the swimming pool, which is gross. As an athlete, I would refuse to compete because, ew... Why? I don't want these unicellular plants to be on my skin when I am diving into the water. It's gross. It's disgusting. And it's just more proof that the event should not have been held in Rio in the first place. The only reason that I don't absolutely hate the Rio Olympics is because this is the year where Simone Biles literally crushed her competition in artistic gymnastics and what did she win like fucking three gold medals and one like bronze or silver or something like that she destroyed everyone else in gymnastics and you know what people it really did reveal the racist because the second that she swept all those gold medals all the other athletes from around the world were like oh she only won because she's black blah 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 blah, blah. and I'm like Vanessa Ferrari, your racism is showing. Italy, come get your gymnasts. She won that all those events fair and square because she's an exceptional athlete. Like, I'm sorry, Catalina Ponor, that you didn't win anything, but that's your fault, not hers. You can't blame your own problems on someone else. Mind your own biscuits, okay? You're... You're not going to make your own grass greener by pissing on someone else's lawn. It's not going to work. But yeah, Simone Biles, absolutely legendary, you know? And then there was also, Ali Raisman also won some medals, and I was like, you know what? Team USA, go you. You guys worked, you guys got it. I don't usually root for Team USA because, holy shit, they're loud. But in this case, I will root, I will make the exception for the American Artistic Gymnastics Team. And, honestly, the only other team that I do root for is the American Soccer Team. Because the American Soccer Team, like the women's soccer team, not the men's, because the men's soccer team fucking sucks. Okay? The last time they won a, like, medal was... I think it was, like, silver and a bronze, and it was in, like, 1904. It doesn't matter. If you haven't won anything since 1904, you suck. Meanwhile, the women's soccer team for America has been winning gold. Okay, they did not place because they lost to Sweden in 2016, but that's fine. They won the gold in Beijing. They won the gold in London. That's more than the men's team has ever won. So they should be getting. They should honestly be getting paid more than the men because the men straight up aren't winning. And I always hear the argument saying. Oh, yeah, but more people watch men's soccer than women's soccer. And I'm like, okay, let's think about this. Let's let's take a little, little thought about this. Who should I pay more? The person who placed first on season one of RuPaul's Drag Race? Or the person that placed 13th on season 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race? Think about it. It's the same thing Season 12 made more money than season 1 did. Season 12 was more watched than season 1 was. But did the person who placed in fucking last place in season 12 win any prize money? No. Nada. Nothing. But Bibi Zahara Binet won money because she placed first. Did she deserve it? No, Nina Flowers did, but that's besides the point. In a reality TV show. You need to win to get money. And yet, the men are still paid for losing. The women do not get paid for losing. And when they do get paid for winning, it's barely more than the men get for losing. It does not make sense. Fucking, There's a reason why Megan Rapinoe is mad. It's because this doesn't make sense. Am I going to give Soju, season 11, who placed last, prize money? No. It doesn't make sense. Okay? Check your fucking bias because it doesn't make sense. Makes dollars, but it doesn't make sense. But yeah, those are usually like the only American athletes I root for. I mean, I also uh, rooted for Chloe Kim because, I think if she was a snowboarder, was she half-pipe? Um, but that's just because she's relatable, like, hashtag relatable, and I guess that's the only reason. Besides that, usually, okay, in the Winter Olympics, I root for Team Canada because I'm like, okay, this is something we can actually win, and we actually win medals at the Winter Olympics because we have a fucking winter. Uh, summer, it's a l- little more slim pickings. I mean, like, I can always rely on Rosie McLennan to win gold and trampoline because she's the greatest of all time at that. Greatest of all trampoline. Um, who else for Canada? I mean... Penny Oleksiak, but, like, that was for one Olympics. You know, you gotta win consistently for me to root for you. Actually, when you lose, and it's e- it's even more devastating because in the Winter Olympics... Um, Usually, Canada's curling team always wins gold. You know, we're good at it, we're good at it. But then, the South Korean team took some coaches from the Canadian team. And guess who didn't win gold that year? Canada. And it hurts just that much more because the expectation was Mount Everest. And they got K2. So it looks shitty. Meanwhile, South Korea, our expectations or Mariana's Trench, and they delivered Mount Everest, which is a huge improvement because usually South Korea doesn't even meddle at curling. So when I saw that we straight up lost, I was like, guys, I expected you guys to win. What the fuck? Huh? Je suis confused. What happened? Did one of you guys get food poisoning the night before? Told you not to eat Taco Bell. It's not my fault that while you were trying to push that stone forward, you got explosive diarrhea in your pants. Which actually did happen at the 2016 um, Summer Olympics in Rio. I think it was a speed walker who literally shit his pants while he was in like third place or something. And I was like, well, you know, he should have gone before. Should have taken some, you know, some medication to not make you poop yourself while walking. You know, I'm allowed to poop myself while I'm walking because I'm not a professional athlete, but you are a professional athlete, you should know better. And I think he was a French athlete too, which honestly isn't good... that's not good publicity for the French. Um, But yeah, no, not about that. Besides Canada, I like to root for underdogs so if it's a country that sent, like, five athletes, I want every single one of those five athletes to win. So whenever I see things like, oh, Singapore wins their first gold medal ever, I'm like, yes, that's what I want. I want these countries to take down the monopoly that other countries have. Because other countries that are usually, you know, your developed countries, your, the Western countries, uh, so to speak and as well as china because china defies all expectations um they train professionally which means their job is athlete meanwhile if you are living in a country where they don't have the resources to pay you to be an athlete full-time that's just a side gig you train on the side your priority is your actual other career that you have So it's much harder to beat these other people who literally their entire priority in life is to win versus your priority in life is to survive. That's the difference. So whenever I see something like, oh, um, fucking, what's it called? Um, the island country of Grenada in the Caribbean. If they win a medal, I'm like, good for them. I'd rather them win than some guy who's just been hella privilege his entire life and study his entire life to be an Olympic runner. Meanwhile, the guy in Granada is just like, I'ma just run this shit. If I win, I win. If I don't win, I'll go home and keep working. Whatever. I'd rather them win. Um. Actually, there were some athletes I was really rooting for. I mean, I knew they weren't going to win because in, they haven't won any past championships or anything, But in the 2016 Olympics, was it? There was an actual team of refugees that was compiled to raise awareness for, um, you know, the refugee crisis and the migrant crisis throughout the world. Um, And it had, you know, athletes from Iraq, athletes from South Sudan, just, I know, okay, this is where I'm conflicted by because... I know that this is a tiny thing the IOC, the International Olympics Committee, is doing just to pander to people and to cover their asses when they're being told that they do not care about, you know, world issues. So I know that they're trying to do the least possible amount of work to not be deemed discriminatory. On the other hand, I really fucking wanted them to win. You know? It's kind of a conflict where you know someone's doing something just like out of the worst motives possible, but you can't help but support it. Again, it's like FIFA. You love watching FIFA because it's everyone around the world coming together for a sporting event, you know, unity, I don't know what the fuck, peace, kumbaya, whatever. But also, FIFA is a horrible, corrupt organization that no one should like. So, yeah, it, it, it's conflicting. It's like it's like the McDonald's charity. Yes, it's a charity, but also it's McDonald's. So fuck. Conflict of interest. I don't know what to believe anymore. But yeah, I really, really wanted to root for the uh, refugee team. They didn't win anything, but you know what? I think one of the athletes was uh, Yusra Mardini. She's from um, uh syria i think and she was training in the olympic swimming pool with bomb holes in the ceiling so like you know mad respect and she also like helped the boat that she was on to reverse the mediterranean by swimming and pushing it so she deserves the gold quite honestly I know her time does not give her gold, but she should get an honorary gold just for being a badass. And those are the stories I like to hear at the Olympics, even though I very much know that it is just the Olympics pandering. Yeah. It was also a really... The Olympics are a very strange thing, because some of the sports, you're like, okay, I get why this is a sport here, it's difficult. But then you look at things like equestrian, and you're like... So the gold medalist is whoever has the most sexual contact with the horse. I don't get it. I really don't. Some sports, it's really easy to judge. For example, synchronized diving. You can judge it on whether or not you're landing in the water in the appropriate position, like, you know, completely upright. If you overspin, you know, that you're losing execution marks. Um, Synchronization, if the person you're diving with... Has the exact, is doing the same motions as you are at the exact same time. Um, you can also judge how far you both land from the diving board and you need to be around the same distance. Those are some set rules that you can judge someone on. And then you also have your other sports like your track and field, hammer toss, hammer throw, hammer toss, I don't know. It's just whoever throws the hammer furthest. There's no, Oh, opinion on this, opinion on that, whatnot. But then I look at something like rhythmic gymnastics. Let's say you have two individuals that execute a routine at the same level of difficulty. None of them make any major mistakes, so they don't drop their apparatus, or they don't, you know, mess up a portion by forgetting a move, or they're supposed to do a triple pirouette and they only did a double pirouette. Then everything just goes down to whether or not you just liked the routine which to me is a little bit sus because like i know the judges are supposed to be impartial but name me a judge that's completely impartial and has no doesn't care who wins because even if a judge is trying to be impartial They fall into biases, for example, if they want someone to win, they're more likely to remember the positive parts of their routine and forget more the negative parts, versus if you really don't want someone to win, you're more likely to look at the negatives than the positives without even thinking about it. And it's really hard to remove the bias from that. So maybe from now on, for some of these sports like figure skating and, you know, ice ice dancing, whatever that is, um... Maybe they should just all wear masks. All the athletes should wear masks. The person... The country is not announced. The name is not announced. So that the judges can judge solely on what they see in front of them. Without any other types of biases. Of course, it will still be slightly biased. Because... Uh, what the fuck? Um, because there's preferences. Like... One judge could be like, I don't know, I just don't like triple Lutzes, or something like that. I don't know. Or this person's just not elegant, or this person's not tall enough to execute that apparatus. Whatever. There could be implicit biases, but it's a lot less biased than if the judge can't tell whether or not that athlete is from China, Japan, South Korea, Vietnam, who knows, we don't know. There's slightly fewer of those implications. I don't know how they vet judges, who what gives them the qualifications, because every sport's different. I don't have enough energy to look into all of that. But that could be one way to make it a little more impartial and not fucking biased, I guess. That's just me trying to be fair. But then again, it makes it less enjoyable to watch. And at the end of the day, the major networks like NBC and CBC, they want to make money. So that'll probably never happen because you can buy... M- money is king in a capitalist world. that That's one thing I like to say. Everything... Crime is legal depending on how much money you have. If you are super rich, like you have mega millions, you can get away with murder. If you're upper middle class, you can probably get away with rape. If you are lower middle class, you can probably get away with traffic inf- uh, infraction. And if you're poor, the police will make up a reason for why they're arresting you, and then kill you. Uh, because... That's just how the judicial system works, apparently. Honestly, the bottom line about the Olympics is, like, I want to to hate it so much because I know that there's so many ethical issues and political issues and economic problems, and, you know, even things as simple as The fact that after building a soccer stadium in central Brazil for the Rio Olympics, it is now used as a parking lot. The stadium is used as a parking lot. And that makes me feel discomfort. Kind of like sitting on a plane next to a person who farts too much. That kind of discomfort. But also... You want to root for the athletes so bad because you know how much they worked to get there. You know it's devastating when someone who's worked so hard to excel at a sport loses. It's also amazing to watch when someone who's like you know not expected to win to win, or someone who's been winning over and over again like Usain Bolt or uh, or uh, Michael Phelps to win, because it's nice to watch these stories unfold. But it's also Hella fucked up because they're exploiting the people who live in the country they're exploiting the laws of the country, for example um uh, what's it called? you cannot serve alcohol in stadiums in certain countries, but because you know the sponsor for a sporting event could be something like Budweiser or listerine mouthwash i don't know other kinds of alcohol then you have to overturn those rules so that concessions you know concession stands can make money off of those sponsor products and also commentators sometimes annoy the fuck out of me because i was watching the london olympics and you could tell that the ancestors of the commentators were colonizers. You can very much tell how fucking racist they sounded and how discriminatory they sounded and how biased they were. Some sports, you just want to punch the commentators. They're either talking too much, talking annoyingly, talking about shitty things, criticizing people who shouldn't, like, for example, when the American athlete in artistic gymnastics is going to do a routine that deserves like an 8 out of 10. I don't know. And... You'll hear the judges say that was a wonderful routine by blah, 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 blah. When the Russians do the same kind of routine and with the same kind of score, they'll say like, Oh, we don't know. The uh, the Russian athletes are probably um, insecure about the way they perform because they knew they made X, Y, or Z mistakes. They're worried. And then they'll have like the French athlete do their routine. It'll be like, Oh, the French are just happy to be here. And then the Chinese athlete does the same routine, same level of caliber, and they'll be like, oh, she must have hated herself through that routine. She made so many mistakes. That's definitely going to hurt her confidence. And I'm like, so it's the same routine. It's the same level of difficulty. It's the same execution. But the way that they paint the narrative for different countries and different athletes really is fucking messed up. Because you're going to say that the Americans did amazing and they're proud of their achievements. Say that the Chinese are really disappointed with even try. they're perfectionists and can't do anything less than perfect. That the Russians are trying to live up to their old glory days. And that the French are just happy to be there. That's just reinforcing negative stereotypes that people have about the countries that live- or the people who live in those countries. Yeah, maybe the uh, the Chinese athlete is beating herself up over the fact that she made a mistake. But so are the other athletes. And yes, the American athlete was proud of what she did, but the others were also probably proud of what they did, because humans are not one-dimensional beings. People have many thoughts. If you score 8 out of 10, you could be like, oh my god, I'm proud of myself, but I know I could have done better, I'm going to push myself harder next time. Things are not black and white. And stereotypes, yes, there are bases to stereotypes, but they're only there, they only exist because we reinforce them and if the judges were to truly be impartial and to not not assume or try to assume what the athletes are thinking and they simply commentate on what is happening in front of them then maybe these biases we could start working against having these biases in our culture and our communities whatnot and that's i guess all i want to say about that topic you know I obviously have a lot of feelings about that and I don't want to subject you guys to more of those feelings. So tune in next week where we take on another topic of something I want to break up into little pieces. Maybe I'll make an entire episode about fried rice. Who knows? Uh, Make sure to follow me on Instagram for updates on when episodes are coming up. That is at academic disappointment, spelled exactly the way it is. No punctuation, no spaces, nothing. And I will see y'all next week. Bye.